And floorboards to shingles. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Give us a call right now with your home improvement project, your do-it-yourself dilemma, because we are on your how-to team. We're here to help you with the tips, the advice, the information you need to turn your house from house to home to castle. We are sort of in the money pit prevention business on this show. <laughs> we invite you to participate by picking up the phone and give us a call right now at one 888 Money Pit, 888-666-3974. We've got a busy show planned for you. Coming up this hour, crumbling, cracking concrete walkways are not only unsightly, but they can be very dangerous. The good news is that this is not a terribly difficult DIY project. We're going to walk you through it in just a few minutes. And also ahead, you know, is your midsummer night's dream becoming a nightmare because of annoying mosquitoes? Well, we're... <laughs> I'm telling you, you're lucky because usually they bite me. So maybe I'm the lucky one in this scenario. Well, we don't want you to get bitten. So we're going to teach you how to take the bite out of your backyard fun. And lots of homeowners are cashing in on their replacement windows. Tax credits are available through the end of the year. And just because they're energy efficient, though, doesn't mean that your new windows have to look utilitarian. Learn about some stylish new options in just a bit. Mm -hmm. And this hour, we're giving away a SIVA connected photo frame. Now, this is really cool because you can upload photos to any SIVA frame from just about anywhere, whether you're on your computer or on your phone. So grandma and grandpa down in Florida, that's right, I'm talking to you, mommy and poppy. They can see those new baby pictures as soon as you take them. It's a prize worth 147 bucks. Going to go out to one caller who reaches us with their home improvement question at 1-888-MONEYPIT, 888-666-3974. Let's get right to those phones. Leslie, who's first? Sonia in Illinois needs some help with a pergola. What can we do for you? Hi. My husband recently built a pergola on the back of our home, and I was wondering if you have any suggestions as to what we could use on two sides to make it a bit more private and to give some protection from the western setting sun, mm -hmm. and also what would a preferred stain method be? What did you build that of? It's out of wood? Pressure-treated pine. Okay, good. Well, um, first I would start with the uh, staining of the wood. Bear has a line of premium wood stains and finishes that just came out uh, under a new formulation that's 100% acrylic, and they really stand up to the weather quite well. And the application is just so much easier now because it's an acrylic base. So you might want to take a look at that. There's a bazillion colors that it comes in, and you want to get that on first. Now, in terms of blocking some of the sun, Leslie, I think she could probably do something with sailcloth for that, couldn't yeah, she? Yeah, there's actually, there's a company, and I'm completely spacing on the name right now, but they manufacture a tracking system that goes on top of the... I don't know if you would call them joists, but the boards that are on the roof of the pergola, yep, it sort of would like. uh -huh. sit on the top edge of that so you don't see it. And then it runs on those two tracks, uh, panels of fabric. Okay. So that when you want it open, there's a stick, you just slide it all the way back and it's open. And then when you want to close it for sun or, you know, get rid of the sun, give yourself more shade, you just grab that stick and slide it across and it becomes like a smooth full panel of fabric. Um 
that's a great way to add privacy. Um, I'm sure a quick internet search will point you in the right direction of the company that I'm completely forgetting right now. But also, if you look into um, outdoor fabrics like Sunbrella is a great manufacturer, and they can, you know, you can buy Sunbrella by the yardage or even by pre-made exterior draperies and just put... Um, curtain rods up on the side panels that you want to create the draperies on for privacy, you know, put a full long curtain rod that you can completely then close with your drapes. And otherwise you just have them secured to the side and then you can tie them to the support post so that they're not blown around in the wind when they're not, you know, closed. Right. Okay. That's a great idea. Well, thank you so much. You're welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at 1-888-MONEYPIT. Kim in North Carolina, you've got the money, but how can we help you today? I've got a uh, train air conditioner um, that the service rep came out. It has a leak, and he believes it's in the coil. Okay. And it's 14 years old, and I'm debating whether or not the the coil repair would probably be close to $1,000. I'm debating whether or not to uh, just go ahead and replace it and upgrade, or shall I fix the coil? Well, if it's a 14-year-old unit, I mean, a train is an excellent piece of equipment, but at 14 years, there's always the chance that something else inside it could break after you replace the coil. So I would suggest for that reason and the fact that you could qualify for a tax credit now of up to $1,500 if you make this replacement before the end of the year, that you upgrade to one of the higher efficiency train units. Okay. Because between now and the end of the year, if you do so, you can get a $1,500 credit off of next year's taxes. Excellent. So I think that's the smart ticket. Great. Thank you very much. I appreciate the advice. And uh, there's actually two units. I think I'll probably just go ahead and replace both. All right. Makes sense. Kim, thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEYPIT. You are tuned to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. We can help you create the Money Pit of your dreams. So give us a call while you are working away these summer weekends, and we can give you a hand with your project. 24 hours a day, 7 days a week at 1-888-MONEYPIT. 888-666-3974. Up next, they are bloodthirsty and relentless. No, we're not talking about your contractor. We are talking about mosquitoes. The mosquito population around your house can be really nasty. They can be super ferocious. But we're going to tell you with just a few simple steps how you can eliminate them from your backyard after this. The Money Pit is brought to you by Thermatru Doors, the nation's leading manufacturer of fiberglass entry and patio door systems. Thermatru Doors are Energy Star qualified and provide up to five times the insulation of a wood door. To learn more, visit Thermatru.com. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at MoneyPit.com. Give us a call right now at 1-888-MONEYPIT because if we talk to you on the air, not only will you get an answer to your home improvement question, but you'll automatically be entered into our prize drawing. This hour, we're giving away the Sevia Connected Photo Frame. It's not your ordinary digital frame, though. It's fully connected, allowing you to receive and view photos via a wireless connection, either Ethernet or a phone connection. The winner will get the Sevia Pro 80 Starter Pack, 
with a one-year picture plan worth 147 bucks. Call us now. The number is 1-888-MONEYPIT, 888-666-3974. You know, that's a great prize because I, like many people, have in-laws or parents living down in Florida, and so often I have to print up all our pictures of our little guy and mail them down to Florida and be like, here, because, you know, most grandparents are not that savvy with the Internet. But with this, I'm going to save so much money. That's, I mean, really, what a great prize. So if you see Leslie Segretti as the prize winner today, don't be surprised. (laughs) No, seriously, you guys deserve it. But I'm going to go buy one. All right. Now, we're full into the summer season. Everybody loves being outside. And if you're unlucky like me, I get completely bit by mosquitoes by just sort of walking across the grass to check out a flower in the evening. And mosquitoes, they're more than just pests. They're actually, you know, can be unhealthy in some cases. And they really only need two things to breed. A little standing water. And I mean, just a little bit of time and a little as few days they can form. And even a capful, like a soda cap of standing water can be a mosquito breeding ground. So you want to look for empty flower pots, any buckets, jars, wheelbarrows, kids' toys, water tables, anything where you can store even just the tiniest bit of water. And, you know, really check them out after the rain and make sure you dump them out. If you've got big trash cans or larger containers, you can drill holes in the bottom of those to make sure that the water drains out on its own. Check your kids' toys like their wading pools, sandboxes. If you've got bird baths, you want to flush those with clean water at least once a week. This way you're going to wash away any of those mosquito eggs because really it takes just a couple of days and they're going to be all over you. Absolutely. And don't be fooled by some of the mosquito remedies out there. For example, bug zappers are probably one very, very common one. They, you know, people buy these because, you know, they have a sound effect associated with them. But all of that zapping does almost nothing to kill mosquitoes. In fact, surveys have shown that only 1% of the mosquitoes in your yard are impacted by a bug zapper. So forget that. The best way to avoid mosquitoes here is preventative maintenance. Make sure you keep that water from forming in your yard, your gutters, anywhere, and you will keep the mosquito population down and you will have a bug-free summer. 888-666-3974. You won't bug us if you pick up the phone and call us right now with your home improvement project. Our answer might bug you, but hey, (laughs) there's no guarantees. The advice is worth more, though, than what you pay for it. The number again <laughs> Which is, <free. laughs> is 888 Money Pit. Cheryl in Michigan is dealing with a leaky basement. Tell us what's going on. I live in a home that was built in the 70s, and the hole that brings the well water into the house, uh, it used to leak a little bit for many years, and then I pulled out what I thought was greasy stuff, and I guess must have been like the beeswax that you would use on a toilet seal. Okay. And- <laughs> the well people out and they said no no use this foam they put that foam expander in which didn't help at all so now like when it rains it really pours into the basement yeah all right well this is an easy problem to fix uh first of all wherever the pipe comes through the wall i mean that just becomes the point of least resistance and that's why when you broke the seal around the well pipe when it happened to come in you know water is just continuing to find that space but the overall issue is that you have a lot of water in the ground right outside that and if you can address reducing that water then that will solve this problem so the way you do that cheryl is by looking at the grading that's the angle of the soil around the foundation that that's area. And then secondly, the gutters, making sure they're clean, they're free-flowing, and they discharge water away from the house. Because as you said, when it rains, it leaks. So if we can manage the water outside and, you know, perhaps seal around that pipe a little bit better, I wouldn't necessarily use 
uh, an expandable foam insulation, I'd probably use something like silicone caulk or mm-hmm. urethane sealant. Um, that would solve it. Because the expandable foam really doesn't stop water infiltration, no, it right? Doesn't. It's more like air leaks. Yeah, that's what I thought, but she said, no, this will take care of it. Well, it looks effective. It's not. <laughs> and you know what else you want to do, Cheryl, is, you know, make sure you don't have any, you know, gardens or, you know, flower beds that are right up against the foundation that maybe have stone walls that sort of keep that water sitting right in there. You know, you and when Tom said with the grating, you want to make sure it slopes away from the house. You know, those are really simple steps that can be hugely impactful if one of those is the problem. You can't be like the little Dutch boy that put his finger in the dike, okay? Right. That's what you're doing by sealing that up. you got to stop the water. Okay. Very good. Thank you so much. Cheryl, I hope that helps you out. Thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 money pit Kevin and George is having some difficulty with the air conditioning. What can we do for you? I've got um, a unit that runs just the third floor of my house and a separate unit that runs the first and second floor. Okay. And it seems that the unit that runs the first and second floor will run, keep it cool at a desired temp, say 79. And it runs on and maintains and kicks off relatively quickly. But the third floor, it just seems to run constantly for quite a bit of time, maybe 15, 20 minutes constantly longer than that if it's really hot in the middle of the day. And I'm wondering if it's just a matter of lack of insulation in the attic or where the thermometer is located in the little hallway or what might be the issue. Or perhaps the third floor is the hottest room in the house. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, physics are applying here, definitely. It's, it's probably a factor of the size of the compressor. This is a central air conditioning system on the third floor. Yeah. So it's a split system. You have an air handler and you have a compressor. Correct. Yeah. And both are relatively new. The compressor is about two and a half years old. Mm-hmm. And the internal unit that's in the attic is like a year old. Well, I suspect that it may not be big enough. Really? Because air conditioning systems are, you know, fairly dumb, and when you set that thermostat, it's going to keep trying to meet that goal of whatever thermostat you set, whatever thermostat setting you you choose. And so, if it's really hot upstairs, like it's going to be in uh, Georgia in the summer, what's going to happen is it's going to run and run and run and run, and until it reaches that particular temperature. So I would question the size of the unit with the HVAC contractor that put it in. I'd also make sure that the system is serviced in that there's no refrigerant leaks because even though it may feel cool, it might have to run longer to do the same job. You mentioned insulation. Absolutely, insulation and ventilation play a big part in keeping your home cool in the summer, especially if you have a... Um, a uh, central air conditioning, air conditioning system. Do you happen to have an attic fan as well? No, that was my other question. Um, yeah, well, no, don't put is... it in. Don't put it in if that's what you're going to ask me, because that would just rob more air conditioned air. When you have central air conditioning, putting putting in an attic fan is not a good idea, because it typically reaches down into the conditioned space of the house and sucks out the cool air that you're paying Con- for. <laughs> yeah, continuous ridge and soffit vents are the best way to vent an attic. But I think that those are all the areas that you need to look into. But I do suspect that the system's probably too small. That's why it runs so long. How long do you think it can run safely constantly before I'm looking at issues with the blower or the compressor? Well, it, can run in, it can run pretty much indefinitely. It's going to run till it dies, you know. It just generally doesn't run for 20 minutes at a time. You know, it'll run for probably seven or eight minutes and then shut off and come on back on again. Right. Each room is like 10 by 12, and it, I'm 
pretty sure it's like a one and a half ton. You, you think it, I mean, it needs like a two and a half ton or? It depends on a lot of factors. A contractor has to do something called a heat loss calculation. All I'm saying is that what you're describing to me sounds a lot like an undersized system. Kevin, thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit. Dominic in Brooklyn needs some help around the pool. What can we do for you? Yes, ma'am. I'd like to know if you are aware of any product on the market that may help me clean the cement walkway around my pool. Yeah, is it getting kind of like mossy? Uh, well, I've used a power washer in the past, and mm. it's not not mossy, but looks like the dirt is just embedded. Even after power washing it. Right. It doesn't come out. Uh, when you power wash, Dominic, are you just using water? Have you not tried any sort of soapy solution or anything? Uh, no, just basically water, maybe okay. with a little bit of bleach. Well, you might want to try either a lot of bleach or there's a product called uh, Jomax, J-O-M-A-X, that's uh, essentially a siding cleaner, but it works well on, on sidewalks as well. And it's a bleach product that will you know soak in and it will clean and kill the mildew that's growing there so that when you follow up with the pressure washer, it will become brighter than ever before. You are tuned to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. Well, if you've got gorgeous concrete driveways, patios, sidewalks, but they're not looking so great these days, we are going to share with you the step-by-step solutions to repair those concrete areas for safer walking and a more beautiful view next. On the Money Pit Radio Show. Where home solutions live, welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And on moneypit.com, you can listen to our show anytime. In fact, the entire archive of Money Pit programs are there. There's transcripts for each show. If you miss something that you heard, you need a web address, you want to hear a tip again, head on over to moneypit.com. Check out the radio and podcast section of the website, and it's all there for your use for free. Bonnie in Minnesota, you've got the money pit. What can we do for you today? We had a hose on our dishwasher that somehow came loose, and when we came home, there was water all over the floor. And in addition to that, of course, then it had leaks, and we had damage now on our lower level because we have a ranch style. Um, and anyway, along the the ceiling as well as down the wall in a basement bathroom, um, now we'll need to do some repairs. And I'm just wondering, would you have any kind of an idea what the cost might be to know whether to even turn it in on insurance? Or sometimes I know that I've been told you're almost better just to pay for it because your insurance rates can go up. Well, I mean, if it's done significant damage, that's why you have insurance. And I don't right. think the occasional claim like that is, is going to impact you. If it well, does, I imagine it'll your... have to be, you know, the ceiling... And then, like I said, down a wall. Yeah, and what I would do is I would consider hiring an independent insurance adjuster because this way they'll make sure that you're not missing anything. If you just use the insurance company adjuster, they're going to probably try to do the the minimum. But if you use an independent adjuster, basically the more you claim, the more they make. So they're motivated to make sure that not only do they get every possible thing, but they, they report it in a standard that the insurance company is used to seeing. Oh, okay. Appreciate it. You're welcome, Bonnie. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. 
Well, concrete is probably America's most frequently used building material inside and out of your home. You know, it's ideal for everything from foundations to walls, but it's most commonly used for driveways, walkways, patios, sidewalks, you name it. Well, when it's in great condition, it can be absolutely gorgeous, but when it starts to deteriorate and crack up, it can actually be dangerous. Absolutely. We're going to get some tips now on how to deal with that issue from Kevin O'Connor and Roger Cook from TV's This Old House and Kevin. It's not just a cosmetic issue. Concrete walks that crack or deteriorate are not only ugly, but they can be dangerous, especially if the crack opens up and forms a lip above the sidewalk that you can trip on. Roger, you probably see this all the time. Any tips on dealing with it? Kevin, sometimes you can get a concrete product that's made to go into that spalling or cracks, but I find they only have a very short lifetime. Usually the best remedy is to jackhammer out that walkway, replace it with a brick paver walkway or a concrete paver walkway. There is one other thing you can do if your patio's walks are settled, and that's called mud jacking. So how exactly does mud jacking work, and is that something a homeowner can do themselves? It's not a DIY thing, Kevin. It involves heavy machinery where they come in and they push liquid concrete under pressure under the walk so it actually makes that walk raise up. Sounds good. In fact, we even have a video of that happening on thisholehouse.com, and it'll walk you through the whole process. That sounds like a fun project. Roger Cook, Kevin O'Connor, thanks for stopping by the Money Pit. Our pleasure. We'll talk to you next week. Man, you guys in mud, I swear, it's something that you're always talking about or at least interested in. And I bet mud jacking is something that you guys would actually have a lot of fun with. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, there are actually some you know do-it-yourself projects on the market that can help with simpler fixes. In fact, QuickCrete has a great line of products for many you know doable projects, including concrete resurfacing. No mud jacking, but you know resurfacing. And probably just as much fun. Well, for more <laughs> tips on how to take care of your house, you can check out the videos at this old house.com or watch kevin and roger on this old house television this old house is brought to you by the home depot the home depot more saving more doing up next are the kids making you tear your hair out well why not tear into a home improvement project with the kids and teach them a thing or two we've got tips on how to do just that after this live in a body pit Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And you should give us a call at 1-888-MONEYPIT. We're going to answer your home improvement questions, help you get the home of your dreams. But we're also giving away a great prize this hour to one of our lucky callers. We've got the SIVA Connected Photo Frame. And it's super cool because it's a frame that's fully connected to the Internet. So it allows you to receive and view photos automatically via, you know, a wireless or an Ethernet or even a phone connection. So it's the perfect gift if you've got grandparents that live down in Florida and you want to keep them up to date with photos of the grandkids. And, you know, you can kind of surprise them with new photos without them even knowing. And the turnaround, something different's on the screen. It's a great prize pack. They're going to get the SIVA Pro 80 starter pack with a one-year picture plan worth $147. If you want some more info, visit SIVA.com, C-E-I-V-A.com, or call us now with your home improvement question for your chance to win at 1-888-MONEYPIT. 888-666-3974. Well, about now, you're probably starting to count the days until the kids go back to school. <laughs> it's only One been a week. <laughs> I know. Well, no, it's been a little more than that in my house. 
You want to keep the kids busy, though, and teach them some valuable skills. Why not take on a simple do-it-yourself project with them? You know your to-do list is waiting, so get the kids involved. You know, even young children can help carry tools or paint in small areas. It will help build confidence, and it will also build lifelong skills. Now, in uh, my neighborhood, Leslie, we've been building a footbridge here as part of my uh, son's Eagle Scout project, mm-hmm. and he's got all of his you know, scout friends there. And so I've been trying to take some time to teach them construction uh, tips while we're doing it. So we're learning things like how to crown floor joists. I mean, let's face it, that's not covered in elementary school. It's not covered in intermediate school. And frankly, most of you don't know what it means either. <laughs> but for those kids, it was a valuable lesson to teach them how to put the floor joists in so they don't sag and settle. <laughs> But you know what? You're right. I mean, they took away a lot of woodshop programs and a lot of, you know, technical skills from the educational system. So it really is a great opportunity to teach your kids a valuable part of life and something that they'll be able to use when they become homeowners themselves. And, you know, even if your kids are too young to tackle say, a bridge building project in New Jersey like Thompson, you can get a child of pretty much any age involved in the planning process. You know, even as young as five or six, you can have them look through magazines and pull out pictures of things that they like for their own room or help you get ideas or at least let them contribute to the color selection. You know, don't be afraid if your daughter wants to paint the room hot pink and lime green. It can easily be covered over, but it could be that creative energy that inspires her, you know, to take the steps that she needs to succeed at school. So allow them to participate. It'll be a lot of fun for the both of you. When my kids were really, really young, I let them help me paint the hallway upstairs until my son kicked over the paint can. Oh, down the Down the steps. It was was ugly. it carpet or wood at that <laughs> it point? It was wood. It was wood. We cleaned it up. And that's when I really learned about how difficult it is to clean up paint. <laughs> ay, ay, But there are safer things that you can do with kids. And it really is a good, good time to teach them a few basic home improvement skills, help them build some confidence. Because, you know, seriously, I went to school to learn how to teach industrial arts. You don't get those kinds of lessons anymore. Not you know, at you're all. Pretty much, you're pretty much on your own. So I take every opportunity I have to teach my kids and their friends how to handle tools and do simple home improvement projects. I think it's skills that will stay with them for their entire mm-hmm. life. And, and now's we a great ask time them to do about that. technical things, and they ask us about home improvement things. That's it's a right. win-win situation. 888-666-3974. Speaking of win-win, pick up the phone and call us right now, toll-free at 888-MONEYPIT for your home improvement answer to your home improvement question. Let's get back to those phones. Who's next? All right, now we've got Dave in Texas who's calling in with a tiling and flooring question. What can we do for you? I was just wondering, we're going to put ceramic tile down. Okay. And I have an area. I want to do my family room and my kitchen. So the kitchen currently has linoleum. Is it okay to put the tile down over the linoleum? Well, you can't glue it to the linoleum. If you're going to put, uh, you can put an underlayment down on top of the linoleum and then adhere the tile to that. So if you use like a tile backer board, you could nail that to the floor right through the the linoleum and then adhere the tile to that. You can't put the tile right on the linoleum because it's not going to stick. Yeah, but that's going to add quite a bit of height to the floor. Yeah, it's going to add thickness. Um, yeah, you have yeah. To work so around the linoleum that. right now is only like maybe a sixteenth of an inch. I figured I could smooth out that transition. Uh, but if it's right. not going to stick, then no, I it's not going to stick. But keep Can't in mind, Dave, that when you're adding, say, the backer board and then the mastic and the tile, you're looking at maybe like an inch of height added to the floor and you want to make sure that you know you've got clearance for your appliances especially like a dishwasher that would be under the counter 
you know, pull it out, tile underneath, adjust the legs to make sure it fits. Don't tile in the dishwasher. I've seen that done a million times. Tom's had to deal with that at his sister's yep. house. Mm-hmm. Okay, so then what's the easiest way to take up linoleum? That's what I was trying to avoid mm-hmm. is to just try and get well, that stuff up. Well, I mean, it can be difficult because the glue is so unknown. If it turns out that the glue is fairly weak and you can rip it up in pieces, that's fine. But then again, you're going to have a rough surface. Now, even in that situation... You can't adhere the tile right to the subfloor. You must have a proper base for tile. If you don't take the time to create a proper base, what's going to happen, Dave, is the tile is going to get loose or it's going to crack. And you're not going to be happy. I mean, it really is important that you have a good base for tile or it won't work. So it's cement. It's a, it's a cement foundation, so it'll be all cement. Oh, it's a concrete foundation? Okay, well, that helps. Yeah. All right, well, that helps. Yeah. Well, you got to get the linoleum up nonetheless, and then the question will be you know, how much glue is under there, and you know, can you get a good portion of that up so that you can get the thin set down on top of that? So there's some kind of scraping tool or something I can rent to do that? or Well, a big floor scraper. Yeah, not something you... Well, you could rent it or buy it, I suppose. Okay. Okay. Well, thanks a lot, guys. All right, Dave. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEYPIT. Yvonne's calling in from South Carolina with a fireplace question. What can we do for you? Uh, yes, I'd like to know uh, the most economical way to put in a fireplace that can be seen from the dining room as well as the living room, the same exact fireplace, mm-hmm. and something that uh, is efficient as well as safe. I think that, Okay, I, I got it. <laughs> I think probably um, the best way to go would be to look at zero-clearance fireplaces, These are manufactured fireplaces that are called zero clearance because they can go against combustible materials with no space in between. Uh, If you use the masonry fireplace, obviously you'd have a very expensive project because you'd have to tear up your floor, go down, create a foundation, and go right up from there. With a zero clearance, you can put it on an existing floor uh, and then sort of frame around it. Now, there's a lot of options out there. There's a lot of brands. You can even get them to be uh, Mm gas-powered. Mm-hmm. As opposed to wood power. That was my next question. Uh, who you recommend? Who would you recommend? Whose fireplace did you recommend? There's a lot of good brands out there. Um, let's see. Heatilator is a good one. Heat and Glow. Oh, Heat and Glow always has the really cool ones, too, that look like tornadoes and, you know, interesting takes on fireplaces as well. Oh, wonderful. Yes, because we do have uh, tornadoes and, and um, hurricanes here. Then you can have a fireplace to match. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Okay, thank you so very much. You're welcome, Yvonne. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Lloyd in Kansas is dealing with some concrete walls that are cracking up. Tell us about the problem. Uh, I have a uh, concrete, it's uh, actually a cinder block. Okay. okay. And, uh, and I'm getting hairline crack between uh, not all of them, but several of them, and it goes all the way through. So, Is it a vertical crack, Lloyd, or is it a horizontal crack? No, it's a, it's a horizontal and uh, where is it located? Uh, it's, say, it's, from right a, in, it's right in the mud area. Does it they, seem to be opening, though, or is it just uh, sort of like more like uh, expansion and contraction? Yeah, that's probably it right there. It's, 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 it's a little bigger than a hairline crack. It's, mm-hmm. Some of them are. It, it's got several in it, and some of them are, and some of them, some of them are a little wider than others, but not, they're not real wide. Well, look, you might have some movement in that wall that could be causing this. And, and typically, if you get movement in, the, in a concrete block wall, it's because of a drainage issue outside. You know, if you have a lot of water that collects around the bottom of the wall, that can uh, contribute to the movement of the wall. You know, and, and a simple explanation for that is if you walk across, you know, your lawn after a rainstorm, you kind of sink 
because wet dirt doesn't hold as much weight as dry mm. dirt. <laughs> and so if you try to stabilize the soil a little bit, that can cut some of that down. But that said, expansion and contraction is not unusual in a block wall, and it's going to exhibit itself by hairline cracks in the joints, and it doesn't always indicate a structural problem. Okay. All right. I appreciate it. You're very welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. Up next, we've got tips on windows that look great yet still qualify for a $1,500 tax credit. Learn why energy efficiency doesn't have to be boring after this. Money Pit. Where home solutions live, welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And you know, in tough economic times, more homeowners are choosing their home improvements very wisely, as they should in these days. Energy-efficient upgrades and money-saving improvements top the list. One thing that can increase your home's value and save you money instantly on the soon-to-be-paid air conditioning bills are new windows. And if you're going to buy new windows, you want to make sure you're going to buy Energy Star rated replacement windows. Very, very important if you want to experience the savings. Mm-hmm, that's right. So here to tell us more is Tony Eschmeyer, who's the senior product manager for Simonton Windows. Now, Tony, when you go window shopping, it's really not sort of a one size fits all when it comes to, I guess, ratings and whatnot. So how do you know based on climate, which windows are best for you? Well, Leslie, that's a great point. There are actually four Energy Star climate zones. So one in the northern, one north central, one south central, and then one for the southern region of the country. So the windows are actually different, made differently for those parts of the country to get the Energy Star certification. In other words, if you're looking for a good quality Energy Star rated windows, do you have to specify the zone that you're buying for? Yes, that's absolutely correct. And, and Tom, I, I, I do want to state that on, on January 4th of this year, the Energy Star program actually introduced new criteria to improve performance levels of windows and doors. Now, Tony, does that mean that the Energy Star windows now all meet the uh, qualifications for the tax credit program as well? Because it didn't always used to be that way. No, and, and Tom, I, I want to be very clear on that point. Just because a window is Energy Star compliant does not mean that it meets the uh, 3030 criteria for the tax credit. Okay, and you 3030, by that you're talking about the U factor and solar heat gain coefficient, which is the technical uh, determination as to whether or not the window qualifies for that federal energy tax credit, which we should clarify for the folks that are not familiar with this, can actually reimburse you uh, uh, about $1,500. So if you take all the money that you owe the government uh, at the end of uh, this year, you can take all of those taxes, take 1500 bucks off as a credit just by putting in energy-efficient windows. That's correct. And that program was for both 2009 and 2010. Well, now that we know, Tony, that the windows to meet this tax credit and to meet the Energy Star criteria have to be suited for your climate zone, I mean, does this rating sort of go across the board in, in decor and design choices, or are you stuck with, like, one model per region? No, that's, that's the beauty is what we've been able to do actually is integrate Energy Star compliant packages in all of the different finish options that we have. Great. And that, so that would be you know, a pure white vinyl window or a wood grain window. Now, regardless of the, of the style of window, and by style I mean the, the, the decorative style, mm-hmm. you can now get glass that fits your particular zone of the country. That's absolutely correct. 
correct. One of the, right. the major introductions that we had last year at Simonton was an updating of our interior finish program. We call it decorum. Mm-hmm. And that decorum really takes what used to be kind of a, uh, if you remember the old contact paper from that right. you used to yeah. put in your cabinets, mm-hmm. uh, that's what a lot of the interior wood grains used to look like. We've actually updated that and upgraded the performance levels for our contemporary oak, our maple, and our antique cherry, cherry interior finishes. That's great. Now, what about your options for hardware? I mean, could I upgrade if I wanted, if I wanted something really specific or specialized? Yeah, absolutely. And and one of the pieces of research that we did showed us that consumers want to be able to customize their windows to match their home. So mm-hmm. if they have an upscale, like, uh, you know, kind of a brushed nickel uh uh, hardware on their cabinetry, they wanted to be able to match that throughout the home. Well, that's exactly what we've done. We've been able to introduce an oil rub bronze, a brushed nickel, a polished brass, or a dark bronze hardware finish. Tony Eschmeyer from Simonton, thank you so much for joining us. If you want some more information, head on over to their website, simonton.com, or check out the free window guide that we've created with Simonton's help at moneypit.com. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. Thank you so much for spending this hour with us. The show continues online. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone. You live in a body pit. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's learning environments are designed for supportive networking and collaboration. With over 330 academic programs, GCU provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu.